0: Uh, Welcome back everybody to Serbiton Politics Live. We've got a special podcast today um, all about the the issues um, surrounding the invasion of Ukraine. Um, We've got some very special guests on the on the podcast today um, from the year 12 politics group. So we've got Ines. Hello. And Elia. Hi. And Julia.
1: Hello.
0: So what we're going to do is we're going to run through um, some of the history and context um, and then look at the reasons for why the Russians invaded, what's happened so far, uh, what the West has done about it, and what we think is going to happen next. But before we start, that's, um, there's a couple of things that we wanted to say. Um, Ines, did you want to say those?
2: We think it's important to remind everyone that not all Russians want this war, most of them don't. Putin was undemocratically elected, so he's not a fair representation of the beliefs of the Russian people. And only a very small group of people at the top who associate with Putin are interested in the gains of absorbing the country of Ukraine.
3: Um, And we also have some key definitions to go through at the beginning. So, an oligarch is a group of rich Russians who own most of the assets in Russia most often associated with the old Soviet Union
1: and then we also have the G7 which is a group of seven strong economies that typically consult each other on large economic issues which include the UK and the US and Russia has a part was a, sorry was a part of the group G8 before it was elected, ejected in March 2014
0: Okay, great. And so we wanted to start with a bit of context because I understand that the, the, the history is very important in understanding what's gone on. Um, so uh, and it's, you're going to start us off with giving us a little bit of context.
2: Um, we thought it was important to look at the events that have led to it, and why does Russia think Ukraine is a Russian possession, and why does Ukraine see itself independent from it?
3: So Ukraine is caught between two spheres of influence: uh, the West and its defensive alliance, NATO, on one side, and Russia on the other vladimir putin is determined to keep ukraine in russia's
1: orbit and keep it out of nato um, so as far as russia is concerned ukraine must never join nato and for the first years of ukraine's independence it didn't seem likely and ukraine was led by governments who were friendly with moscow but by the 2004 presidential elections it was becoming clear ukrainians had begun to look to the west um the putin facts candidate Yan- Sorry for my yes, Yanukovych. Yanukovych lost the pro-Russian um, Yushchenko, and, which became known as the Orange Revolution. It showed that Russia was losing control of Ukraine and it was very significant as the people of Ukraine was against somebody Putin had backed.
2: Five years later, the pro-Russian candidate Yanukovych was voted in. When Ukraine was offered an association agreement with the EU, Putin countered and tried to entice Ukraine with its own economic offer. Yanukovych ditched the EU deal in favour of the Russian pact, which Ukrainians were left very upset by, and peaceful protests started in Kyiv. But the response by the government was brutal, leading to further protests and eventually his removal from office. Putin had to show that this was unacceptable, and he had to show that these protests would have bad consequences, so his response was to annex and occupy Crimea.
3: Crimea is extremely valuable to Russia. They have few... Russia themselves have few warm water ports, so the port of Sevastopol um, offers them a key naval base. So the seizing of Crimea had made Putin much more popular in Russia, actually. He then encouraged uprising of pro-Russian separatist rebels in the east of Ukraine that are still going on today. Um, His strategy ensured that the EU and NATO keep Ukraine at arm's length. Creating conflict on Russia's borders could help him with the troubles he was facing. Also, um,
1: Putin's popularity is falling and opposition is increasing. Protests are erupting, erupting at the news of opposition members being poisoned, thrown in jail or killed. In his eyes, this conflict with the West can give him a form of legitimacy as he portrays himself as Russia's defender against a failing West. The Western style of government can't be allowed, especially in a neighbouring country like Ukraine. And Ukraine having a successful democracy would lead to people in Russia demanding the same thing.
0: Lovely. So we have, we have this um, annexation. So there's basically Russia coming in and taking over um, you, uh, the uh, Crimea, which um, was uh, obviously an, 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 what they call an illegal annexation. So that's sort of started in 2014. Um, what's, what's kind of happened since? Why is it all, you know, what, why is it happening in 2022? What's sort of led to the invasion?
2: Um, Putin claims Russia can't feel safe because of the constant threat from the modern Ukraine.
3: Um, He also claims his goal is to protect the people um, from bullying and uh, apparently a genocide in Ukraine. So he calls it the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine. But in fact, there has actually been no genocide in Ukraine and there is a high population of Jews in Ukraine, including the current president, Zelensky.
1: And also that Ukraine has turned away from Russia and more towards the West, which Putin definitely did not like.
2: Moscow is against Ukraine signing the Treaty with EU in 2013, and they retaliated by seizing Crimea.
3: And he sees Ukraine and Russia as one nation, so the aim of them to join the EU or NATO um, from Ukraine, but so
1: Putin won't allow that. Uh, Russia also accuses Ukraine of breaking links, despite Russia taking military action first.
0: Okay, so we we've, we had this build-up, so we, we had um, Over 100,000 troops on the border. Um, And uh, I guess it's coming up to three weeks ago now, they they first, um, they sort of uh, gave the order to send troops into Ukraine. So what can we give as a way of an update as what's happened so far?
2: So far, Russia has cut power to Chernobyl because of fears of radiation from the war.
1: So, on the 20th of February, an estimated 169,000 to 190,000 Russian troops are stationed along Ukraine's border. The Belarusian Defense Ministry says it will continue joint military exercises with Russia. World leaders met in Munich to address the current situation. President Putin stated the troops will perform peacekeeping functions, which the US called nonsense.
2: And Boris Johnson has decided on the British response should be patient diplomacy up to this point, which is the act of making patient negotiations with another country, which hasn't worked. Putin has been given every opportunity to retreat, and all things possible have been done to prepare Ukraine, including the training, transport and energy independence. And he has said that they will, the UK will act on everything that NATO says, including the first sanction, which has been put t- together by the G7 Allies. Which makes five main Russian banks have their all of their British assets frozen, and exports license, export licenses to Russia will be suspended, and this is extended to a hundred additional individuals, rich Russian known as known as oligarchs, which. Like Abramovich, have, um, who have also had their assets frozen.
0: So they're doing all this stuff. So they, so there's, they're having some. So, you know, they they're, they're damaging the Russian economy. They're trying to set, make Putin to go, go back on what he's doing. I think they said that the value of the, the currency has gone down by about 40 uh, percent and the, the value of the shares in, in, um, in Russia have also gone around down about 80 percent. But Zelensky wants more involvement from the West. Why aren't we actually going in and helping to defeat the Russian army if they're, you know, they're doing something that the world thinks is just so wrong? Go on, us
2: the uk um the uk doesn't have a formal alliance with ukraine ukraine is not part of the eu nor is it a part of nato which are all the organizations that should a country be attacked like ukraine is is currently everyone in that organization would band together and fight um that the opposing country but as ukraine isn't officially a part of either one of those the uk could actively fight but don't want to because they, that would bring Russia into a much bigger war and we don't want it to escalate
3: further.
0: What do we worry about the ro- an escalation? If you've got all these countries potentially that can help out and I think it's wrong, why are we, why are we so worried about Russia? Can't on, Judy.
3: They have lots of nuclear weapons which they could use at any time, so it's quite tricky to figure out a calm way to settle it.
0: Okay, so we've got this once so we're trying, so what, what are we, so we're providing some, we're doing some sanctions, we're providing some weaponry, um, and uh, I guess the, the thing for us to, work, to, to look into now is what we think is going to happen. So we're about three weeks in, we've had lots and lots of bombing, you've seen lots of city, um, cities around the Ukraine, there have been all these stories of these humanitarian um, catastrophes, the bombing of maternity hospitals, etc. Um how is it gonna all end, do we think? Go on, ellie
1: Um I think it could potentially be a division in Ukraine, like the, they could be the north side and the south side, where the like the side of Ukraine which wanna be part of Russia.
0: Okay, east west. Yes, yeah, sorry, east west,
1: yeah. Or it's it's really hard to say because you kind of see in the news it's getting a bit better then it's getting a bit worse. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to tell. But. So you see
0: some kind of division, and that's going to involve Zelensky agreeing to essentially give up yeah. some of his territory, the Crimea. He they already don't recognise as being part of Russia because it was you know was not part of the territory of Ukraine? And I guess you'd be thinking about those regions that were having those difficulties. Donetsk and Luhansk being given up as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's something that he might consider in order to stop his country from being completely obliterated? On,
3: um, no, I don't think so. I think Zelensky's, um, his aim is to just be as strong as possible and he's always claimed that, oh, the Ukraine is going to fight back and everything like that. So I, I don't think that he's going to, you know, make exemptions and make those separate like states.
0: Okay, so he's going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you see it ending then, Julia? What do you think? Um, very difficult question, very hard, very hard very to hard say, oh, um, question.
3: but I think, looking forward, I think there probably will be more fighting and Putin is, I don't think he's going to back down, it's quite hard for him to back down, mm. but you know, his economy is failing. So I'm going to give you
0: one scenario, Putin's told through his, all this propaganda because he controls all the media in Russia, he's told them that basically he's, he hasn't invaded, he, t- he says to his people that they're not bombing actually it's the Ukrainians bombing, which doesn't make much sense given that, that, I don't know why they'd be bombing themselves. So he could say to his, you know, the people in his country, he controls all the media, uh, right, I've managed to, you know, resolve this. And given that he, he's arguing that Ukraine are the people that are being aggressive, not him. And he could say, I've sorted all out, there's a ceasefire, I'm a hero. Why can't he get out that way? What do you reckon about that? Go on,
2: Well, there's one thing that um, Putin can't control and that's the economy. Um, The Russians have suffered a ton from the economic sanctions and even though we know that most of Putin's inner circle are filled with oligarchs who have hundreds and thousands um, more than the normal Russian people, the normal Russian people are suffering and they wouldn't be suffering if Ukraine was just bombing themselves. So they know, I think the only thing...
0: So in other words, you think they see through the propaganda?
2: I think some of them They won't
0: believe that it's Ukraine if they believe it's Russia? And therefore, he needs to win the war in order for him. He can't save face by just pretending that you know he's 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 resolved it.
2: I don't know what's going to happen in Ukraine. None of us do, but um, I think it's quite clear to see that Russia's economy will just be collapsed, mm-hmm. and the the Russian people were never extraordinarily rich as a general population. Their economy is very small. So Smaller than
0: California, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I think they're just going to run out of money. They're going to run out of
0: money and, and what's going to happen? So you think Putin will be got rid of by his own people in his in his party? I'm going to try to see how this ends.
3: I mean protests have gone all around Russia and like in Moscow as well and on the news there was on like a Russian um news broadcaster. I think a lady came on and she like had a sign that said no war so I think people are catching on mm-hmm. although she has been arrested and stuff like that but mm-hmm. I think people 15 years, isn't it, for saying something against
0: the Russian position in prison?
3: But I think, you know, I don't know if Putin can control that many people if that many people start to sort of rebel against him.
0: Okay, so you you think he's going to be got rid that the war's going to end by a Russian style revolution in terms of, uh, and that's how it's going to end. Very interesting. Um, So, in three weeks' time, is the war still going to be going on? What do we think? Yes or no? Go on, still, still, Still be fighting in three weeks?
2: I think we will still be fighting until Russia um, either reforms itself, there's a civil war in Russia or something goes on because Putin might stop fighting, Zelensky won't not fight back because he said he himself as the leader, most leaders wouldn't fight on the front lines, but he's going with fighting with his country. Um, which is pretty impressive. He's physically. become a bit of a hero, hasn't he? He was
0: yeah. a leader who was uh, a comedian. He, get, he, got, he got into office by uh, you know, doing a, co- a comedy series about being the leader of Ukraine. And he's become a bit of a, a world icon, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> Julia, still going on in three weeks?
3: Yeah, I think yeah, I think more people will be leaving Ukraine as many citizens will try and leave and stuff. But I think probably it's still a bit of conflict.
0: And are we going to have the partition by then? Do you think East-West, they would have to come up with an agreement? There is, there is some chat about about that potential uh, offer being given by the Russians to stop the war.
1: I mean, there is some chat, but as Julie also said, um, since he wouldn't be up for giving up half of Ukraine, okay.
0: So it could keep so going. Well, I think maybe we'll, we'll come back to that and see if anything does happen. And maybe we can do another podcast when that happens. But um, so just to round up this one, so a massive thank you to our guests. Um, and uh, I hope you enjoy listening to it and hopefully we'll do another podcast in the future.